Welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. This podcast is for leaders in the social sector like you who want to make a difference. Each episode is packed with practical ideas on how you can be more innovative and create an even bigger social impact. We share our ideas on what you can do and also speak to leaders from the sector to share best practice. So let's get into it and let's talk impact. Hello and welcome back to the Innovate for Impact podcast. I'm Dan Bentley. Tracy Newman's here as well. Before we do get into the content today, just wanted to do a quick acknowledgement of country. I'm back up in Sydney, so I'm on the lands of the Gadigal of the Aura Nations and I'd like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. And I'd like to acknowledge the Ghana as custodians of the Adelaide region and pay my respects also to elders past, present and emerging. Awesome. Trace, what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about something that you and I talk about all the time, which is the benefit of consistency versus short-term intensity. Yeah, you're right. We do talk about this all the time, but not on the podcast, just in our day-to-day business. And so, what do we mean by that? So, whenever you look at getting a result or making some change, you've got a couple of different options. You could go out there and pump everything into one particular project or you could put a lot of effort into one particular thing and then hope that that one thing is going to get you the results, or you can chip away at something and have be really consistent at it over a longer period of time and hope that that gets your results. And there's a lot of things out there. We've got some analogies to share and experiences that we've had, but consistency almost always will beat the intensity. And the reason why is because you're continuously just turning up every day, building that learning, building that knowledge, making progress and you'll keep moving forward. Whereas sometimes when we do these really big exertions of energy into one particular project, it may make a change, but it doesn't necessarily stick at the end of the day. And a good analogy for this is going to the gym. So if you were to go to the gym and you wanted to get some bigger muscles or you wanted to lose weight or whatever it is might be your goal, if you were to turn up every single day just for a short period of time, you'll absolutely get better results than if you go on a Saturday and spend three or four hours there. And there's a number of factors from a physical perspective of why that's the case, but we won't go into those. But that's just another example of how this stuff works and, it, and it's completely applicable to the workplace and other elements too. It's that building, it's that continuous learning, it's that period of time of just constantly turning up and not giving up that really helps get those results. Yeah, it really does. One of the things that we see is that it changes your identity. So you go from being somebody who is a person to to somebody who goes to the gym consistently. So like that then becomes your identity because you're giving it enough time and you're giving it enough space for it to be part of who you are rather than this kind of one-off thing that you do and then you go back to who you were before that. Or So by spending that time and building that consistently, it allows you to frame up your mindset and change the way that you see yourself. Yeah. So, if, if that analogy of the gym didn't land there's a, or even how we've applied it to the workplace, there's also situations if you want to learn anything like such as playing an instrument or learning a language, all the apps and all the things that people would talk to you about is practice every day, do it every day. It's because that consistency builds that momentum, it builds that rhythm, and it means it's something you're more likely to stick at and as a habit. We're a lot more effective as humans when we build habits than we are when we have to do something every now and then. So there's an element of that on top of what Tracy said around identity and the mental side of things. There's also the element of just that 
turning up and, and building a routine that's a lot easier for us to follow for, for most people. We actually see that this works really well in terms of innovation because it's those little moments that occur that give you that stimulus for looking at ways to improve things. So, you know, if you sort of were to say, I'm going to sit down and think of a hundred ideas, well, yes, you could do that, but you could also just change your mindset so that you were continually looking for ways to improve things and ways to change what you do. And for people who work with you, rather than have one great big massive change thrust upon them, having lots of new approaches and allowing people to review the way that they work and find those little opportunities for improvement, over time that change will feel a lot more comfortable for people. But what you'll find is that you've been able to successfully implement a whole raft of of innovations rather than, you know, one sort of big blast at doing something innovative. Yeah, that's right. And I think as well, like if you think about what we're really trying to do here in this sector that we all work in, innovation is about building an organization that's adaptable. It's about not having an organization that stays where it is and becomes irrelevant as the world changes around it, right? That's what we're really talking about with innovation here. What we're trying to do as well is that where one project or one initiative is probably not going to be a silver bullet and make you an adaptive organization. It really is about changing the behaviors of the way that the people work. And it's about creating a culture that values and is innovative in the way that it works. Uh, I think that's what we're really talking about here. So when we are mentioning this sort of a topic, these are habits that we're talking about. These are habits across a number of different people. These are ways of working. These are resources that need to be built over time. These are capabilities that need to be built over time. You can't just do that as a big bang. We see it all the time in this space. People invest in one piece of training for a group of people and then expect that that's going to change everything in the organization. It just doesn't work that way. Like We all know that, but still happens all the time. But <laughs> we all know that that doesn't happen. Whereas implementing supports around that training. Maybe the training is a great starting point, but what else do you need around that to ensure that that's implemented, to ensure that people's focuses stay on those initiatives and those sorts of things? And these are the sorts of approaches that we're going to talk about today that can help you to go from being that inconsistent organization to being that consistent organization around innovation. And that's how you're going to get the results. Yeah. So, I guess that's a great segue in terms of the types of things where we've seen that that consistency really does make a, a, a bigger difference than that kind of one big effort. And I think the first thing is when we're talking about operational routines, again, it's about that what are the ways that you can include ideas and include innovation into those existing operational routines and how can you have small meetings more regularly that are really targeted and focused as opposed to maybe a, a one-day off-site per year that you're hoping will totally change the trajectory of your organisation. A good example of that is something that we do work with with our clients is around setting up insights to action routines. So you can leave innovation in your organisation as something that sort of happens when people have time or keep just keeping it really unstructured and I guess sometimes hoping that it happens. But the organizations that do this the best and what we like to implement with our clients is all about implementing a process that means that innovation happens all the time. I think that's a good example of what we're talking about here with an operational routine that drives innovation. 
And what that actually looks like in practicality in real life is a way of collecting all the insights that are coming in. So across the front line, from execs, from what we're hearing from our clients, and that's across all different types of data points. And then a group of people making sense of this and pulling out opportunities and challenges that may need to be addressed then having a group who prioritize those ideas and then having a working groups starting to work through those ideas through to completion, measuring those and making sure that we are actually seeing a return on investment for that activity. So that's an example there at a very high level. If we were to do something like that in every organization, you can understand that innovation would be happening because it's tracked, there's ways, there's processes and it's consistently happening every single day rather than once a year or we're not sure, we just hope to find some things that we can measure when we do some reporting at the everybody's end of year review or whatever that might look like. So that's the sort of stuff we're talking about there. But it can look like, it doesn't have to look like that. It can look like all sorts of different versions. The point is it needs to be scheduled and it needs to be regular and people need to be involved in it. I think that's what you've got to take out of that. Absolutely. I mean, there are a lot of operational routines that support that innovation, even just that spending time collaborating with each other. When you're talking about your work with a peer, that's often where we get our best ideas. And it's not even that our colleague has actually said anything amazing. Often it is just that spending that time talking about what we're dealing with will often allow that opportunity for brilliance where all of a sudden it it becomes really clear what the solution is and we see that people talk about all that sort of water cooler chat when we don't allow for that because we're sort of perhaps working remotely things like that we just need to build in structures that allow people to talk about their work with each other and look for those opportunities to continually improve yeah my my favorite one that we have in our own business is our end of week meeting where we all speak about our wins for the week. And doing this type of work, sometimes as a, as a small business and a growing business, some weeks you've got lots of them and some weeks you don't have that many of them. But no matter what, having that process at the end of every week of just looking back and appreciating what happened, we come up with some of our best ideas for the following weeks and beyond in that meeting just by having those conversations. And again, it's scheduled, everybody turns up, it's valued, it's a safe space. And because of that, every week it happens. And because of that, every week we get value from it. And I think it's just another example, but you can sort of see the theme here across all the things we've sort of mentioned here is that it's, it is about scheduling this stuff and making sure that it happens by valuing it and then getting that value out of it after. Absolutely. Yeah. Want to improve your co-design skills and confidence? Join Tracy Newman, the co-host of this podcast and head of impact at Impactor Consulting for the Co-Design for Impact training program. In this training, you'll explore co-design from start to finish, learning how to understand diverse stakeholder needs and create innovative solutions. You'll also get access to the co-design workbook with essential worksheets and connect with like-minded individuals from the social sector. Act fast because this popular course fills up quickly. Secure your spot now by clicking the link in this episode's show notes or visiting impactoconsulting.com.au forward slash co-design for impact. Remember, co-design for impact is one word with no hyphens. Don't miss this chance to enhance your co-design skills. The next thing that we see is when we're thinking about building that culture of innovation, where we're spending time building that capacity, like you were saying before, Dan, it's not just about delivering training and then all of a sudden everything's going to be different, but it's about spending that time building that capacity, providing opportunities for people to practice and 
for them to start small and build their confidence and build their expertise, but also having those those processes and those tools and that assistance that supports them. Like that that really isn't a an intensive action. That's more of a consistency over time that really makes a difference when you're looking to build that culture of innovation. Yeah, absolutely. Like we all know every listener of this podcast, I don't want to tell you how to suck eggs here, but changing a culture is hard work. It can't happen overnight. There's nothing you can really do that can make that completely change overnight. It's a long game and to play any long game, it is about consistency. So it's the same stuff here, whether you're talking about innovation, whether we're talking about any type of element you're trying to drop into your culture and get to become permanent as part of the way that you work, it takes time. And so the best way to do that is like Tracy said, is to have it from multiple different angles so you you might have some training but you might also need processes to make it easy for people to implement what they learned in the training you may need to also have tools and resources there that you might need to build over time you know you might start off with a series of them but you need to be continually improving those and getting feedback on them and all those sorts of things so that you can get better and better as time goes on so yeah, we see this all the time. The organizations that are the most innovative in this space, they it's in their DNA. Like innovation is what they live and breathe. The organizations that aren't as successful and aren't as innovative, they just run like an occasional project, but the rest of their organization runs in a very traditional way. But it often quite a very conservative way of operating in a lot of ways. So that's it's a big difference and it is about like Trace said before as well, just like you you got to you got to build this stuff up. You have to it is it's a long game. Absolutely. The other thing that we see where this mindset makes a a big difference is when we're talking about innovation is that whole idea of innovation being a part of everybody's job versus having one or two people that do innovation and everybody else doesn't do it. And that's that same thing where, you know, when we're talking about consistency. So again, it's consistency of role where everybody is looking for innovative ways to be more more impactful rather than having all of that sort of intensity stored in one or two job roles and nobody else has any opportunity to explore innovation in that way. Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? And I think one of the things that we find is so powerful about innovation is different perspectives. You know, and the work that we do around co-design or whether it's just about pulling different people together across an organization is that those different perspectives is where you find the gold. And if you're not having those different perspectives brought in, then you're obviously missing out on things. And a story that we probably told on a few of these episodes, but also just in our day-to-day work is this time that we worked with quite a large organization and their middle managers have access to change things and make a lot of change, I guess, to their systems and their processes, but their frontline people were totally disempowered and had no access. And when we were speaking to them, they said, oh, there's so many problems with working here. We're so frustrated with how our clients are treated and we'd love to be able to do more, but they're just not interested in in hearing how we can improve this. And we said, actually, there is an innovation process and they was, we don't really have access to this. So anyways, that, that changed and all of a sudden, the most amazing changes came through that were had huge impacts on the clients and got much better outcomes for the organization because they had this tapped into this perspective that was always there, but wasn't actually included. And so, yeah, I agree, Trace. It's, it needs to be something that everybody, if they see an opportunity, if they're out speaking to clients and they get some feedback, that they can do something with that. And you're just going to get more improvements as well rather than you know a small team. How much capacity does that, that team have in terms of hours and resources? 
if you really want to scale this stuff and be a really innovative organization, you want to be constantly changing to meet the needs of your team, that, that team needs to start getting pretty big if you're relying on them to do it all. Whereas if you have that across your workforce and you make it easy for people to be able to make change when they see an opportunity, then all of a sudden you've got that at a really good scale and things can just be improved as part of the way that everybody works. Absolutely. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that and gave you, we gave you a few ideas on how you can potentially be more consistent in the way that you work and also that you get your teams to work across your organization. And we'll catch you all on the next episode. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Innovate for Impact podcast. Any links to what we spoke about today will be posted in the show notes. If you'd like to know more about social innovation, visit our website where we have a heap of tools to help you on your way. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au. Thanks for listening. Now go out there and make an impact.